Hello, Sportscope followers. After five years of doing this program once a week, balancing a 60-hour workweek job, I've decided to do the program five days a week, one hour a night, taking a significant pay cut. So I've started a Patreon page, which is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash Sportscope, spelled the same way at the bottom of the screen you see there, for $5 a month, 17 cents a day. You can help support the program. You ask yourself, why Sportscope? Well, I bring in such big names uh, such as Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator, and and I cover the big news uh, in sports that the corporate media will not cover. If you want to contribute more than $5 a month, you can go use the cash app. The cash tag is Sportscope, again, spelled the same way, or you can go to the Zelle app, sportscope at gmail.com. Sportscope has about 5,000 followers and growing. If you want to advertise on the program, you can email me. The word is sportscope, spelled the same way again, at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the program. All right, now I'm live here on all links. Everybody, welcome to Sportscope, the most influential uh, sports talk show in America, everybody. Don't you forget it. Uh, I will have former Dallas Cowboy Jim Jeffcoat on. He's going to give me his perspective as a coach and a player. And mind you, this guy was a coach and a player. I've uh, been with Jim up for, I don't know, about two years on the Mac and Jack and Jim Jeffcoat show uh, doing their program. And the guys never really asked him about his outlook as a coach. He was a former defensive line coach. So he'll be coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, Going to talk about the college football game, everybody, and those uh, big upsets that happened last week. Also going to talk about former offensive coordinator, head coach of the Rams, Mike Marks, ripping into Trey Lance. And it's hard to say where he's wrong. I think there is some truth. Maybe it was a harsh way of going about it. But there is some truth in his criticisms. And maybe, just maybe, that is the reason why uh, the 49ers, Cal Shanahan, and, oh, God, what's the guy's name? And their general manager there have not made that move to, to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, get a little bit into that. He got a lot of heat for that. He's just telling the truth. But first, let's talk about last night's game, okay? Uh, if you listen to the mainstream media, which I do, the, the, the big corporate shows, the ESPN, First Take, Get Up, uh, the, the Fox guys, the, the Skip and Shannon, uh, uh, Colin Cowherd today, he's another big Fox guy, uh, John Lynch, thank you, Pickles. Uh, they were all blaming Nathaniel Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett. And let me just, let me just play this. This is what you heard as soon as Russell Wilson walked on the field last night. And it was way more. It was way more than anybody expected. Don't be fooled. Listen, this is from the Manning cast here. If I can get it to play. Uh, it's going to play. I'm going to, I'm going to die trying here, making it play. 
basically, guys, this was a uh, – there was a lot of booze last night for Russell, Russell Wilson. And, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, did he – he's a rookie head coach. He was a former offensive coordinator for uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Everybody's getting a job through the Cal the, – the, 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 the Kyle Shanahan slash Sean McVay coaching tree. I get it. And he called a awful game. He called a awful game. Carlos says it, it's more Ralph's, uh, more airtime than players. Uh, that There's probably some truth there. But my thing was with these amount, let me see if I can get that one more time. That really annoys me. Here we go. Listen to this, guys. I mean, that is some serious, serious booing there in Seattle, 12th man. And, you know, this guy, Russell Wilson, is a 10-year veteran in this league. He's a nine-time pro bowler, okay, over a $100 million extension. And are you trying to tell me he don't have the authority to audible out a a, a a first and goal line inches inside, not none of this inside the five yard line stuff. First and inches, and he's in the shotgun, and he's not calling a quarterback sneak to push that ball inside the one inside. No, excuse me, on the goal line, he's doing the shotgun thing there. He looked like a deer in the headlights last night. You know, uh, not using a timeout. Are you trying to tell me that this guy who's getting paid all this money, he don't have the authority to call a timeout himself when you're trying to kick a 64-yard field goal on the road with that kind of pressure and that kind of noise? He choked. He choked. I like Russell Wilson. I think they have a shot to win the Super Bowl. I went back and forth on the uh, – Jim can – you know, maybe I'll ask Jim about this when he comes on. Uh, with, with Jamie, about this game, this was supposed to be the uh, the breakout game for him. But he had a deer in the headlights look. He is about 90% blame here because he has the authority to audible out. That was a whole thing about him cooking and, and, and getting more offense, you know. But doing in the shotgun on, on the one-inch line, guys, is 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 crazy. I mean, if you watch the film, I'm a Tennessee uh, – out of Tennessee Titans land here in Nashville. Tennessee went up there and muscled that same defense, by the way, on the goal line with Derrick Henry late in the third and fourth quarter, Okay. They muscled them down down the stretch and, and won that game, came back and won that game. By the way, Seattle didn't score a point in the second half. Jamal Adams got hurt. Their best defensive player got hurt. They didn't score a single point in the second half and still lost. I want to say they had three red zone trips. They had a one turnover. They had a field goal when they should have punched that in. They left eight points on the board that I, that I can count. Legit, they had, and yeah, Pickle says they didn't have no Bobby Wagner. They didn't have a Bobby Wagner uh, yesterday. And Russell Wilson, 
this reminds me of of uh, back in 2010. Almost forgot, almost forgot. Back in 2010, when LeBron came home and played his first game in Cleveland, I mean, everywhere you looked, there was booze. And that bothered him the entire season. Now, they won that game, yeah, because Cleveland Cavaliers had an awful team. He's the first pick overall, you know, and uh, they won that game going away. But you know what he did in the finals that year, the year that we all saw him melt down? 17 points. Arguably the greatest player of all time, because he couldn't fathom playing the villain role. Uh, Hulk Hogan, an entertainer. Been a whole, you know, I was a Hulkamania when I was six, seven, eight years old. Uh, I loved the little pillow things, watched it on TV, knew it was fake. My grandmother watched it. Uh, when he went to NWO and he started getting booed like that, it bothered him. And he said it, it bothered his son. So he immediately went back and been good guy Hulk Hogan with the yellow, not with the black NWO, New World Order, and all that WCW stuff. I think there's something to it. He is a nice guy, Russell Wilson. LeBron, primary, pretty nice guy. They don't like playing that role. Now, Kobe, Kobe go up uh, in – Kobe's from Philadelphia. Kobe Bryant, late great Kobe Bryant. And it ticked him off that he got booed in Philadelphia because he they, they beat his team like the year before, that 2001 76ers team. And he embraced it. It ticked him off, but he embraced it, and he played well. Called Gave himself the nickname the Black Mamba, you know. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, he says, I embrace it. I embrace it. I embrace being the bad guy. I like being the bad guy. But I think this was really that simple. Uh, hopefully, you know, at 34, he's not 24. Uh, they got a lot of talent on that team. They've got to run the football. They've got to get into some more power play there. Russell Wilson is, uh, I think that was just, if he plays like that all year, he was a bust. Jamie was right. He's going to be a major bust. They're not going to play the playoffs. Uh, they're not going to make the play. I don't think that's going to be the case. I do think that um, he'll, he'll he'll come back from this. But after this season's over, way after this, he'll give an interview someplace, sometime, somewhere, and he's going to talk about how hurt he was because he did. He pushed himself out of town, and which is fine. He pushed himself out of town, and he, he wanted more authority, and he wanted a better offensive-minded head coach around him. I get both of that. But, man, you're sitting there with – listen listen to Peyton Manning on the Manning cast. This is this was also during the awful non-timeout – uh, the way those last few seconds went, that were 50 seconds. Listen to this. We got three timeouts. Here. I might use one right Three here. timeouts? And you kicked a 64-yard field goal? Let's talk about this one. They're going to try to draw them off sides. Might try to draw them off sides, E. Peyton is getting nervous as he's watching. He's nervous for Russell Wilson. And I'm looking at this film, guys. And he's got this huge necklace on on him. And I'm thinking, dude, who do you think you are? This is not Russell Wilson that I know. I like the Ghost Hawks guy. I don't care how fake it sounds. 
Uh, he's a likable guy. He's a marketable guy. That's who he really is. And what's he wearing a necklace for? All that stuff comes out when you have a deer in the headlight looks like that. Uh, in a stadium, he's played this nine years in that stadium. This is his 10th year. He was drafted in 2012. Uh, a third-round pick. And... They'll probably be okay. I like Javante Williams. I think he should get more carries. He should get more carries between the tackles. Uh, he got his he he got his share of um, he got his share of targets in the in the uh, out, out of the backfield. But they completely they 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 of course yeah pickle says uh he, call, he called an audible and went for of course Peyton would have went for they would have used those timeouts it's 50 seconds to go you have three timeouts you don't call a timeout he had a meltdown while people you know probably that's why the best sports show in the country you know and other news today Dak Prescott uh Jerry Jones he said that now it may be four games uh that, that Dak Prescott may be back. Now, when Jim pops up here, hopefully he'll pop up here in a minute or so, uh, you just wonder how how that they handle this situation. Uh, how, how, do you, how do you handle that Dallas situation as a player, as a coach? Uh, how do you go about something like that? With a guy like Cooper Rush, he knows your playbook. Uh, you're breaking in new receivers there. Now, they've got Dalton Schultz. And of course, you got CD Lamb. You, you got that. So I'm curious to see what he is is got to say about that. But boss, he hasn't popped up yet. Still got a couple more minutes. I'll say this. Um, as far as Russell Wilson, yeah, he's got to shake that off. He's got to shake that off. Uh, he's going to have his hands full, as we expected, with the LA Chargers. The, the Kansas City Chiefs, almost perfect. Now, the Chiefs already lost their cornerback. Their rookie cornerback is going to be done for the year already. So, as I said yesterday, and I want to stick by that, as much as I just slid into Russell Wilson with the deer in the headlights look, which was crazy, if you're that nervous, go throw up, man. You know? Go make yourself throw up. Go Or go rush, uh, you know, uh, do something up the middle. Do a slide. Do some kind, something to get your, uh, get the contact going. You know, as far as uh, getting yourself acclimated to the environment, because he didn't. I was surprised. I'm like, man, he, you know, going in the second half, I was thinking to myself, he's definitely going to chill at some point, but he, he's definitely has this, this uh, deer in a headlights look. So, yes, a lot of it is on Nathaniel Hackett, of course. Uh, Hackett, uh, you know, there was talks about how he handled uh, the Packers in the playoffs. They, they had meltdowns. Uh, maybe he's a nervous person, and, and he and he's bringing it out of everybody else. You know, teams and players take the uh, personality of the head coach. They take the personality of the city. You see Detroit would have playing a lot of defensive basketball. You see the flash of L.A. teams in basketball. You see the flash in the city. So there's some truth there. But this idea that this is mostly Hackett's fault, no. Uh, Hackett's kind of the rookie here, okay? Russ is the veteran. 
Russ, he he's the general there. It's his it's his duty to to calm everybody down, you know. So let me make sure that we got everybody here. And Jim, if you're watching, come pop in anytime, my friend. Anytime. So uh, I think they're going to be okay. Again, it's week one. There's no reason to panic, even for a team like the Dallas Cowboys. I've seen teams get injured like this before, come back and win. Yesterday, we talked about teams like the that, that 2009 Saints team, 90% of that season, I thought they were the best team in the league that year. You know, uh, I thought Minnesota had a shot to beat them that year with Brett Favre, which, by the way, there's a story about Favre out, came out late today. And um, I'm trying to see story about Favre. Uh, something to do with money for a uh, a volleyball court or some kind of public funds. And I'm going to look into that. Maybe I'll talk about that tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll have Keith Engel. Uh, he is a knowledgeable guy of the Northeast. And I'm going to talk a little bit of the AFC East. We'll, we'll get into the Mac Jones situation there. So, but no, as far as this Dallas situation, it's been the biggest uh, story here going forward because I picked them to win the East. Now the Giants won. Uh, Washington looked really good. You know, I'll read all these stats here. You have to watch the game to analyze the game. If you just read the pro football focus analytics, if you just read into the um, if if you just read into what commentators say about a team, in other words, this is all on the paper stuff instead of on the field stuff. You know, I think that uh, you can have the indi- indication that that one team is going to dominate and another team is going to be garbage. You know, if I just read Twitter. And, and if I just looked at uh, what commentators to say, y- you would think that, that Jalen Hurts is going to be Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen good. And I looked at his stats. He didn't have any passing touchdowns in that game. They, they, they scored 38 points in that game. And he didn't have any pass. He ran for one. And he didn't have any passing touchdowns in that game. And I thought to myself, man, this this is, you know, that's why I have to really, because I didn't watch just that game. Sunday I watched Red Zone, you know. Uh, But I did see some good throws by Carson Wentz, another guy that I thought was a choke artist. Let's see. Make sure his, um, yeah, I can do your show, Sydney. From the iPad. Okay. Let's see where Jim is here. If not, I'll go on with my next topic here. All right. So there was uh, there was some more stuff on uh, Mike Martz here on a I think it's a podcast. It might have been a TV show. It's called the 33rd team here. And Mike Martz, former 
Rams offensive coordinator. Now, mind you, he did become the Rams head coach, too. Uh, a little overly aggressive. I always thought that Marks was not really head coaching material. Mike, Madman Marks, what uh, some people called him. That's what we called him back at, uh, at the time. And he is on here criticizing Trey Lance performance and, or lack there of it. And, and, and he went into Justin Fields, but really the heat came down from Trey Lance. And I, I was going to read on what he put down here. I screenshotted some stuff here from him. And I tell you, it is. And of course, he was trending immediately. You know, Mike Marks. Let's see. Yeah, he went on to score Trey Lance this weekend, blasting the Niners quarterback. I got this off TMZ. Uh, his performance on week one. He said, I've never liked him, is what Marks says. The former 49ers offensive coordinator held held nothing back when discussing Lance's lost to the Bears on the 33rd team, ripping the 22-year-old for his play in the 19-10 defeat there. Uh, former Super Bowl-winning coach Mike Martz said that Justin Fields can't do anything at all as well. But he says, Lance, he's not a great passer, doesn't have good skills, takes him a long time to, to set himself and throw the football, and... Mark says, I've never seen anything about this kid that is encouraging at all. Mark's criticized Lance throwing motion, his decision making. Now, his throwing motion, that that came up in the that came that's came up in count. You know. And that that has came up in count. Then he went on to say he looked like a fullback stumbling around trying to run the ball to me. Mark said he's He's not particularly a good guy running with the football and based what I saw today. I mean, he missed two guys completely themselves. And I thought to myself, man. But if you look at it, March, a lot of that what he said wasn't right. Now, is he a little bit of an egomaniac? Uh, I know he got fired. Most coaches do. Uh, he did not only did he coach Kurt Warner, there was that story, American underdog story. He was coaching Warner hard uh, when Warner first came up because he had to trake over for Trent. Um, I can't remember the guys. I think a Trent Green. Yeah, Trent Green got hurt that year. And in the movie, it shows him coaching him pretty hard, you know, and um, and and. and Kurt Warner took it took it with stride, didn't take any offense to his hard coaching. And, you know, the rest is history with Mike Martz. But he also, you know, got a guy like Mark Bulger to the Pro Bowl. They they won uh they won their division, uh, got put out in, in the divisional round. But this stuff about Trey Lance, just because he's kind of an oddball personality, does not mean that's not true, you know. That doesn't mean for, for one bit that that's not true. Uh, there's a reason why that the 49ers simply hadn't cut. You know, they could have cut Jimmy Garoppolo. And they that would only be $1.4 It would be less than $2 million hit on the cap. 
and now they've kept him. They've tore, they've redone his contract. Now he's only six million dollar hit now, but that's that's the best, probably the best backup money wise in the entire NFL. If you think about it, I mean this guy's a six million dollar, um, a, a six million dollar cap hit, and all that is is because that John Lynch and Cal Shanahan, they don't really trust Trey Lance. And they, they're having a hard time completely letting Garoppolo go because they, they really don't feel like Lance. They, they think he's got some mechanical issues. Uh, I do like his arm strength. I still think they have a really good shot to go to the Super Bowl, talking about Peyton Manning, this could be a Brock Osweiler, Peyton Manning situation uh, where maybe if they lose this week to the Seattle Seahawks, okay, if they lose to Seattle this week or if they're down uh, second half to Seattle, I would probably bench him. But and I understand it was, a, it was a monsoon up there in Chicago. I get it that it, it was a monsoon up there. And I just think that Lance, he still has some mechanical issues, the throwing issues there. Uh, but I also want to let you all know, Cal Shanahan as a head coach has a losing record with other quarterbacks not named Jimmy Garoppolo. As much criticism as I had for a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, he seems to run that team, even though he might make four or five passes in a quarter. In a quarter, I tell you. Uh, but they're the right passes to the right call with the right uh, protections and the substitutions and all, and all that jazz. Okay? So my thing is, there's probably some truth there. There's some truth to, even though it will come from Mike Martz, there is some truth to uh, uh, those criticisms. He may be a little premature. And the fact that they, I want to say they gave up three first-round picks for him. And understandably why. Garoppolo can't stay healthy in whole season. He played through injury last year and got uh, and got surgery. They got to the NFC Championship game. I don't know if they didn't have Trey Lance already drafted. I don't know if he would have said, I can't play and finish this out. I don't know if he wouldn't have said that. These got, these players need a little bit of a sense of urgency. They need that little bit of pressure on them to make them play better. Okay? I don't know where Jim is. I hope I, I think I sent him the right email. Let's see. I'm going to email him again. See if he got my email. He got my invite. But uh, I'm telling you guys, I think that is the reason why. And, and I think that um, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo can play. I know a lot of people's not going to agree with me here. I think this particular situation feels different. You know, remember what we talked about with with game situations, okay? And playing by the book. We're talk, I'll talk about Brian the Ball yesterday and the the Ron Rivera story. Uh, if it's this score, you do this. Uh, do you go for two? Do you go for it on fourth down, et cetera, et cetera? Do you do all this? Or, or 
you play each game as if that each game has a specific identity and situation. That's the same thing with this particular situation, okay? Trey Lance comes from a small school. Check. Trey Lance, like Zach Wilson, like the same draft, right? Did not have that many college and starts, but showed a lot of promise, has a lot of the physical tools, arm talent, all that good stuff that people talk about, all right? In this situation, you're on a Super Bowl-ready team, a team that just a few years ago went to the Super Bowl just last year, went to the NFC Championship game, all right? So, uh, and remember what we talked about, second-year quarterbacks have went to the Super Bowl. Well, here's a stat for you. Here's a little tidbit for you. Tom Brady didn't play in the AFC Championship game in 2001. Tom Brady got won the tuck rule game, but against the, the, the Steelers, he didn't play in that game. He gets hurt. Let's see if he got back. Uh, okay. I don't know, Jim. Something may have come up with Jim. I don't know. But if he comes on. Okay, let me let me try to send him. Let me. He says he did not get my invite. Let me try him one more time. And Gmail. Let's see. Well, no, we'll have to do this live, folks. True. J I M. Jim Gibbs. Jim Schmidt. Nope. E U. I have to do this live, folks, because I am the producer and everything. B U F F A L O J I M at N S dot C O M. Okay, send. Okay, we'll see if that went right through there, folks. And all right. Sometimes, sometimes we have those technical difficulties. Um, but that's what it is when you're doing a live show. Let's see if he comes on. Hopefully, uh, let's see if Jim will pop up here. If not, we'll try it again some other time. So yeah, as far as the 49ers are concerned, yeah, I think that I think that is a legit argument there that he's making. And come November, I'm thinking long and hard about not not trading uh Jimmy Garoppolo. And in the meantime, in the meantime, if I'm if I'm Cal Shanahan and and if I am um if I'm Cal Shanahan and I'm John Lynch. I'm telling myself that we need to do everything we can to win win games, okay? Because ownership, Mr. York, now he said it's okay to keep to keep uh, Garoppolo in there, but he also knows that this team is a Super Bowl ready team, and he might not think that that Shanahan might not be able to get him over the top. He may be listening to sports talk guys like Carlos here. He's not a Cal Shanahan guy. You know, Shanahan's still in his early 40s, pretty young guy. 
I don't know what let's see let's see if I resent it let me try this again okay I don't know uh, let's see if he pops up here I don't know why that this is doing what it is say pickle says Lynch will pull the trigger for Shanahan uh yeah I mean it could come down to Lynch Fire in Shanahan, you know, and and I wouldn't be surprised if, if that didn't happen. Uh, I mean, I don't think so this year, but if they don't make the playoffs, uh, it's to me, it's 50 50. It's, it's 50 50, you know, but I think that, uh, they're still a team to watch. Remember, the Rams lost. Seattle won. Seattle might not win another game, guys. They might not win another game the entire uh, the entire season. Like I said yesterday with Jacksonville, uh, when they got Trevor Lawrence, that was the only game they won to beat the Colts. Uh, and and Seattle may not win another game. I I, I think that and, and I was reading through Twitter and watching the. Uh, Let's see. I was reading through Twitter. Let me try this one more time, guys. Let's see. Gmail. Let's see. BUFL. Buffalo Gym. B-U-A-L-O. Gym and MSN.com. Hmm. Let's try this bad boy again, folks. Clip. Yeah, it usually pops in in that studio here. Yeah, if it don't work, it don't work. We'll, we'll try it again next time. Lowercase Jim. Yeah, I don't know. Well, if it don't happen, it don't happen. All right. Anywho. All right. Moving right along here, folks. Now, let's go into Baker Mayfield. Now, Baker Mayfield, I actually thought that they would win this game. I, I thought Carolina would, um, would, would, would win this game against the uh, Cleveland Browns because I'm not a big Jacoby Brissett guy. Plus, their cornerback's out. Greedy Williams was out. And also, Jack Hockland, one of their guards, was out on the offensive line. They're on the road. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is there. But they still had a really good offensive line, ran the ball well, uh, got a lot of pressure with Clowney and Miles Garrett, and ended up winning that game anyways. Baker Mayfield is pretty much what I thought he was. Now, it's just one game. I get it. It's just one game, new system, new everything. But I wasn't overly impressed with him. Uh, he's supposedly fully healthy now. Uh, he is not a franchise quarterback. Uh, he is a stopgap quarterback. I don't even know if he's considered to be a stopgap quarterback. And, yeah, that thing is just not kind. I was really wanting to get Jim in here, too. Let's see. Still haven't received it. Let me see something real quick here. 
Um, I think I may have not put that. Uh, when you're doing emails, sometimes, guys, sometimes if you don't put the dot in there right, things won't work right. Hmm. Uh, do, 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 Okay, guys, we are going to try this last but not least and see if everything goes through. All righty. And, well, I'll try something else next time. That's all I can do. All righty then. And so Mayfield and Carlos says McVeigh won out because the owner paid players on offense and defense. Many teams didn't go over the cap and have a deep all-star roster like the round. Yeah, they're probably looking – they probably have some kind of loophole. They're real top-heavy. Uh, and to their uh, defense here – they, they're a team that did not, that did draft well. Uh, they get those kind uh, compensatory picks there, and that's for losing free agents and all that stuff. Do you get like a uh, like an extra third round pick or whatnot? And to their to their offense, uh, they've got guys like Cooper Cup in the third round. You know, they haven't had a first round pick in three or four years. And the, the problem with that is eventually that's going to catch up with them, but it hasn't ca caught up with them now. And, and they got the players. They play the players. They messed up on Robert. Um, I forgot his name. Uh, the running back there. They messed up on the stint in him. But they did play. They paid the left tackle. They got the cornerback. They extended the big-time pass rusher over the middle. Uh, Robert Quinn, the left tackle there, or the left defensive end, they're paying the right players. I'm not sure if I would have paid Bobby Wagner that kind of money, but they, they definitely do that. Okay? And I just do not know what this thing has went through here. Oh, well. Man, that's un that's really disappointing. Rams are losing money. Uh, Carlos says Shanahan's system is toxic. Well, until they actually win a Super Bowl, I guess you can say that uh, he hasn't had the most talented quarterback in the world. Uh, McVay's a product of that system. Uh, he was an assistant. Remember, he was his offensive coordinator way back in Washington. Uh, McVeigh's system is not a hundred percent like the um, it's not a hundred percent, it's not a hundred percent like the um, like the Cal Shanahan system. Cal Shanahan system is just like his dad's system, you know. 
the zone blocking running that they they, they ran in, in Denver with, with John Elway and won those two Super Bowls, Terrell Davis. But Cal Shanahan's system, uh, pretty much an image. Sean McVay is a little bit of that, a little pro style, a little spread. Uh, it's got a little Andy Reid in it. That's more of the Sean McVay type of system. And I don't know what it is, but I don't think I'm going to be able to get Jim on tonight. Hopefully we'll do it again uh, maybe next week because I know he has another show tomorrow to do with um, with another uh, former uh, New York Giant there. So we'll figure out something eventually and, and, and uh, maybe try to get him on and see what I'm not messing up something that there on the uh, on the technical issue there that I've had with other uh, folks on this email. I don't know why I'm not putting it in right, but oh well. Anywho, the show must go on. Okay, now Mac Jones. Now this is something I'm gonna hopefully if I don't have any problems again with my email talk about with Keith Angle here. Uh, now, Mac Jones, he's he's injured with back spasms, uh, did have three turnovers, had a strip sack for a touchdown. And if you just read the outside and the headlines, it looks like Tua had an all-world day. Uh, Jones, he struggled. He struggled with protection issues. Uh, he had some turnovers. And, you know, Colin Cowherd, I'll give him the credit here. Uh, he says Belichick is kind of like a – he is kind of like a um, – I don't know who you would compare him to. Uh, a, a Greg Popovich, per se, uh, where he's so caught up in his system and his way of doing things, his his assistants, you name it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And once he lost uh, Tim Duncan, Greg Popovich, and once um, Bill Belichick lost Tom Brady, he's pretty close to a 500 coach. Now, I don't think that's 100% true. I think Belichick is much more approachable than a Greg Popovich. Uh, guy can be a total jerk sometimes, Greg Popovich. Uh, Tim Duncan or uh, Bill Belichick just don't want to be there when it comes to the media. You know, he just don't want to be there. But, uh, it, it, but as far as you know, him getting out of his comfort zone, maybe taking a younger guy that's an offensive guru and kind of letting this guy call the offense, he run the defense. Uh, I don't know if he's willing to make that adjustment. I will say this: if this team continues to struggle. Uh, maybe there's going to be some more pressure coming up from Robert Kraft on him. I, I think that that is a real concern at this point. This is something I'll ask Keith Angle tomorrow if my email system is not messed up here. Uh, we'll look into that. So, yeah, it is. There's some consider. Now, that being said, I thought Miami would win the game. I, I thought Miami in, in, in September, other than the year, they completely gutted the team, the Brian Flores year, where they was going – uh, we found out later we're going after the first overall pick. Now, of course, Stephen Ross was. Uh, Flores wanted to win, but they were they were getting rid of all the all the bad contracts and and trying to build a culture there. Uh, other than that, this team is really good in September. It's really hot down there. Now they got to go play at Baltimore this week. I don't think they're going to win. 
I, I know that the, the Patriots' schedule gets easier. I want to say they play a team like Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh's not going to have T.J. Watt for about six weeks. He's not going to be done for the season. But we're, we're going to find out. I think there'll be improvements, but Matt Patricia supposedly calling the plays. He's never been a coordinator before. I thought that was a little sloppy there. Uh, I, I guess uh, I guess the former offensive coordinator there took the, uh, took the quarterback coach with him. Uh, Belichick poo-pooed that whole thing, and they look pretty sloppy. They, for a Bell Belichick coach team, uh, turnovers and strips, strip fumbles, that's just not Belichickian. You know, that is not Bill Bell, Bill, Bill Belichickian, per se. Uh, now, I will say this. I don't think he's going to get fired. I'm not going to go that far is, is to say that Belichick is going to get fired or anything of that nature. But I am going to say that uh, because the reason why I'm saying he's not going to get fired, they got a massive amount of cap room next year. Uh, a lot of that extra dead money falls off. He's going to be able to go out and get uh, better defenders up front, uh, probably uh, some better cornerbacks. They have some issues there in the secondary. I want to say Tyreek Hill had over 100 yards in that game. And – it's going to look more like a Bill Belichick coach team next year and the year after that. Remember, this is only year two for Mac Jones. And he's going to be on that really team-friendly rookie contract all the way up to year four, all right? And by the time he gets up to year four, not to sound like a broken record, uh, Buffalo's going to have to start coming off some players. Uh, they're just That's just the way it does. Uh, they're going to have to start coming off some players because Josh Allen's salary is going to be way up there in the 50s, and that cap is not going to jump that much. It's going to go over that 12.6% that we talk about all the time where players don't win Super Bowls. If they Teams don't win Super Bowls if they have a player going over 12.6% of their overall cap. He's going to jump way up. Guys like Kyler Murray and the NFC is going to jump way up. Russell Wilson's going to jump way up. That's why they got to have two years this year, next year for for Denver. Okay, uh, biggest competition will probably be J- Justin Herbert. That's going to be a great game. I was going to try to do that game, uh, stream it and commentate it, but you know, I've been in so much trouble with these social media companies. My show's taken off. A, Really frustrated. Couldn't get Jim on today. Maybe I can get him in Thursday for a few minutes if we can get this thing right. Uh, but yeah, I'm just not going to do with that. But I do think that this, by the way, J.C. Jackson, he might play Thursday. That's the cornerback free agent that the Chargers got. But as far as is as, as this Patriot team is concerned, uh, I would definitely give Bill Belichick another year or two. Now, if this these problem continues to, I mean, he's such a competitor. I could see him completely flipping the offense upside down and taking over those duties himself. Uh, he, he's got free reign to do anything. You know, uh, they'll run the option. Uh, maybe he'll bring back a Cam Newton and, and do something like He will try to manufacture some offense. This guy will do anything. And... As far as the Jets are concerned, Miami, uh, I, I, my prediction was Miami's going to look good early. 
and I think Tua will probably get banged up again. And then your his backup is a not as a guy who gets banged up also. Now he's pretty accurate when he's there. Uh, really good stop. We have a quarterback and Teddy Bridgewater, you know, but um, he's another guy can't stay healthy, and Tua can't stay healthy. And they both they're very similar in skill set. They're both slow footed. They don't make a lot of mistakes. Uh, Bridgewater is a little more aware of what his uh, weaknesses are. He's an older, more mature player. He knows that he can't run for a lot of first downs, unlike a Tua, unlike a Baker Mayfield, per se. Uh, but he finds a way to get himself hurt. He's almost as bad as Sam Bradford. Nobody's as bad as Sam Bradford. Uh, Sam Bradford, former, uh, back when he was playing with, with, with Minnesota one year, guy has an almost perfect game on a, like a Sunday or Monday night game against the Saints untouched, great running game, very high quarterback rating. Then I found out the guy gets hurt and out for several games and nobody touched him. You know, uh, wind was blowing the wrong way or something and, and nobody touched the guy. I have no idea why that worked out that way, you know. But um, so and, and another concern of mine is – they did. The Dolphins didn't have their second best corner, Byron Jones, there, and he still had those kind of interceptions. That could prob that there's a possibility that that some of this stuff is protection issues. He's not calling the right protection. He's not audible to the right play. Uh, I think they'll find a way to figure that out. But they didn't look good for the Patriots. They did not look good. Now the defense played pretty well, if you think about it. You know. Yeah, now my signal thing is messed up. Man, boy, that's frustrating. Okay, college football. Uh, really good game there. Gets... Yeah, and Pickle says Rodgers got lit up too Sunday. Yeah, Rodgers will come back too. Like I said yesterday, guys, you know, a lot of this stuff that happens here uh, in week one gets fixed last year. Rodgers got smoked like a cigar in that Saints game, guys. Went down to Jacksonville and got smoked. Next week, came back home, beat Detroit. Uh, a few weeks later, beat Arizona. Uh, they beat San Francisco, the regular season game, at San Francisco, another primetime game. And they just got back on track. They got back on track and, and ended up getting that one seed. Switching gears to the college game. Okay. Alabama goes down to the wire. Questionable safety call. Bama squeezes out tight one. Uh, watch a lot of that game. Putting money on Alabama to beat Texas and cover that 20-point spread. That was money lost, just like it was lost in the money line in that Denver game uh, where Russell Wilson had that deer in the headlights look. And... Then I started looking back at Alabama. Somebody made a good point here on Sports Talk uh, Radio. Somebody said that they haven't covered the point spread on the road except for one game last year, and that was against Mississippi State. Uh, they had a two-point game against Florida. Uh, they were beat against Auburn. Uh, I mean, you know. 
they are not nowhere near as good as they used to be on the road. So this 31 to nothing halftime stuff here, uh, where Alabama beats up on Georgia, those days are over with. And a lot of that is uh, transfer portal. Uh, you look at Texas A&M, this is a grad transfer to Appalachian State. Appalachian State went, uh, I want to say they went overtime. They went in a shootout game with Carolina. Think about it. Big opening game. A ACC team barely lost. Blew, blew a big lead. Appalachian State in week one uh, to Carolina. Then they go on the road and play a team with all these five-star players in Texas A&M and beat Texas A&M. Doubled the time of possession. They doubled the time of possession. And, and I think that this guy, oh, God, what's his name? Um, Sean, Sean something. Sean, um, let's see if I can find his name. Because the reason why I say his, looking up his name is, uh, I want to say it's like Sean Clark or something. He is the App State, um, he is the App State head coach here, Sean Clark. Uh, he's going to get looked at for head coaching jobs. And there's no wait a year, and there's none of that. You, you could just get, I think JT Daniels has been on like four, four teams now. Uh, former Georgia quarterback, really. Uh, and plus NIL deals, uh, you never know what former alumni is throwing money to these smaller schools. Uh, there was rumors that, that the number one player uh, got something worked out with Barstool Sports to go play in Jackson State under uh, Deion Sanders. Okay? And that immediately put Mike Norvell, the Florida State head coach, on the hot seat now beating – uh, LSU to start the season, that helps. That helps. But my my whole point about all this is that big-time college football, uh, especially when you've got Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC, it's going to be more and more like the NFL. Coaches are going to get criticized more like we're criticizing Nathaniel Hackett and, and, and uh, Mike. Mike McCarthy here from Dallas, that uh, time management is going to be more of a big deal. Timeout usage is going to be more of a big deal. Quarterback plays, because you can't just run rough shot on people no more. You know, you can't, those those days of uh, running rough shot are over with. Yeah, Pickle says A&M got beat. Yeah, A&M, they're playing Miami at home next week and, and with another star coach there. Mario Cristobal used to be the coach at Oregon. He went to school at Miami. Now he's came back. Now Cristobal came back to where he went to school. He's recruiting really well in Miami. And, um, and, and that's going to be a big game. I think they were probably overlooking uh, App State, which was stupid because, you know, they went to the wire with another big power five team uh, with a coach who won a national championship that used to coach the University of Texas and Mac Brown. So that makes no sense. And But my thing about that Jimbo Fisher team, it looks like that Hayes King guy, Hayes King, uh, the quarterback there is coming back from injury from last year. 
in the Sam Houston State looked a little too little too slow, a uh, little clunky for me for my liking, and it 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 it. it, it went over into from the Sam Houston State game to the App State game. And, of course, they got beat, got out coached. And Fisher, I think they're going to be fine. When you got eight five-star guys coming in uh, that are coming into year two next year, they're done this year. They're still ranked in the top 25. It would be a miracle. But I think they still will win a national championship. It's just I think that – you just have to be more – it's more about X's and O's and Jimmy's and Joe's is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying now. And that is a new thing, and that's why Saban is fussing and fighting about this. He's not used to it. He's used to having just – I got I got better horses. Now, you're going to have to do some X's and O's. You're going to have to uh, get better assistance. Well, you can't just get all recruiters. You're going to have to get teachers. And for the most part, he has done good with the quarterback position, you know, Bill O'Brien's done a pretty good job. It didn't go good last week, but hey, that defense played pretty well last week for Texas. They moved the ball pretty well. Remember, Alabama knocked their starting quarterback out. You know, this Quentin um, Irvs or whatever, Ivers. That guy's probably going to be a pro prospect from everything I'm hearing. Uh, the, the, the guy with the mullet for University of Texas. Okay. Uh, Notre Dame. Now, that's a. It's early, but it's getting pretty close to I told you so with with Marcus Freeman, the 36-year-old coach. Again, again, you 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 when you when you hire a coach, you want to get into more than he's just a great recruiter. Jeremy Pruitt, former Tennessee coach. Ed Orgeron was known as a great recruiter. He wasn't really considered a head coach until uh he, he didn't he didn't go from defensive line to coordinator. To, to head coach. He went for defensive line straight to head coach and been fired twice. Uh, looked up, got a grad transfer because he recruited, I'm sure. Uh, J- uh, Joe Burrow got got a, got a grad transfer with his excellent recruiting there, and he won a national championship, and only to be fired two years later in Ed Orgeron. Marcus Freeman, uh, the Notre Dame coach, reminds me of Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart, former uh, assistant at Florida State. I think he played at Florida State. Really good recruiter. Uh, went up to Oregon. Recruited really well. Florida State fires their coach. He goes to Florida State. Totally goes up against the Clemsons. Totally gets out coached. Totally over his head. Uh, gets fired there. He gets out of a job. And now they got Mike Norvell. And he's doing okay now. But when, when you start hearing about Great recruiter, great recruiter. Well, how do this teams play? How does this teams play? You know, and 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 that that is that is even more prevalent to have more balance. You have to recruit to win, but you also have to. Co- it, it's sixty forty. It's it's sixty co uh, sixty recruiting forty percent X's and O's, right? It's that. It's that, but it's not 100% recruiting. It's not 90% recruiting. Ask Lane Kiffin. You know, Lane Kiffin was known as a great quarterback. Yeah, Nebraska fired their head coach. Uh, uh, Scott Frost, Pickles. Scott Frost comes from, I think it was like South Florida or something, or UCF for Central Florida, something like that of that nature. 
And this guy was with that South Florida talent. Now he had to recruit and coach. He was living off those players. Now that you have to recruit and coach, uh, you know, he gets fired. A lot of people thought he was going to get fired last year. Uh, lost to North uh, Northwestern. Then he lost again. And now he is history, guys. If you're a coach, you just have to manage the situation. Yeah, you got to manage the situation. Uh, you have to have a balance of coaching and recruiting. And sometimes, like a like a Nick Saban, you got to pull your sleeves up and you got to get in there and coach those guys yourself. Okay. If you guys like the show, share the show. I apologize, Jim. Uh, we're going to find out what the deal was with that email thing. I don't know what I was putting in wrong there. But either way, uh, we're going to try to get Jim on sometime within probably the next week or whatever. Uh Hopefully, Keith Angle will be able to make it on tomorrow. Uh, and Thursday, maybe I can get Jeff, uh, Jack Hirsch, and uh, Friday we'll talk about some pick with uh, Carlos Mad New Yorker. If you guys like the show, share the show. I'll be back on tomorrow around 7 p.m. Central Time. And thank you for watching the show tonight here on Sports Scope.